Well, welcome to What's the Word Wednesday. I'm Amy Nussbaum. I'm so excited to be bringing the word to you this evening. Um, and, you know, as, as, as we go along, I'm going to be sharing several of my favorite scripture passages. And tonight is, is one of those nights. And um, you're going to learn some things about me and what my preference to scripture is. Sometimes it's interesting, maybe not necessarily your typical favorite scriptures. So um, I love the story of Jonah. And, you know, we, we learn this story as children. Uh, may, you may know this story already. Um, so just a quick flyby. We've got Jonah who um, he in the and the thing is, here's the thing, guys. Jonah is only four chapters long. So I really encourage you to um, go reread Jonah if you've never read it. Um, definitely want to read it. And, um, you know, if you're not sure where it's at and it's in the Old Testament, just look at your table of contents. Um, it's a very small book. It's um, yeah. So it, it won't take you any time at all to read it. But Jonah starts off that the word of the Lord comes to Jonah and tells him to go to Nineveh. And Jonah's like, no, nah, I don't want to go. You know, here's Jonah. He's you know, a man of God. He is a prophet. God's like, I have a message. I want to tell the um, the people of Nineveh. I need you to go tell them to re to return from their um, evil ways. And then, you know, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to destroy them all. And Jonah's like, no, I don't want to go. And God's like, mm, but you're going to go. So Jonah like goes the other way. Instead of going to Nineveh, he turns and he gets on a boat on the way to Tarshish, which is literally in the other direction. Well, God's again, God's like, no, no, not what I told you to do. So God sends this big storm and Jonah's in, you know, in, in the boat, he's sleeping. And the rest of the sailors are freaking out because they're like, oh, my goodness, this is the storm to end all storms. And we're just we're all going to lose our lives here. And they finally wake up Jonah and they're like, what the heck? And they um, they, you know, Jonah finally says, oh, this is my fault. You should throw me overboard. And they're like, OK, let's do that. So they throw him overboard and a big fish um, swallows him up. Scripture says it's a big fish. You know, we often hear about Jonah and the whale. Well, scripture actually says it's a big fish that, um, that, that swallows Jonah up. And for three days and three nights, Jonah is in the belly of this big fish. And finally, Jonah prays to the Lord from the belly of the fish. And he, he, he says this big, long prayer and he never really says he's sorry. Um, but he, you know, admits that God is bigger than he is. And, you know, you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas and the floods surround me. And he has this big poetic prayer that he says. And finally, he says, but I, with the voice of Thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And so the Lord speaks to the fish and it vomits Jonah out upon dry land. That's literally what it says. Vomit. And, you know, when you read the commentaries, they're like, oh, vomit. This is purposely used because that's kind of a kind of a gross word. It's very explicit. It's very, you know, we can picture what this looks like. So here Jonah is in the belly of a fish, three days, three nights. He gets thrown up, gets vomited up onto dry land. And he's like, all right, then the Lord, the word of the Lord comes to Jonah a second time saying, arise and go to Nineveh. Um, and finally, Jonah's like, fine. I'll go. And I can only imagine, I mean, this is Amy's commentary right here. If you've been in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights, I wonder if, you know, the um, uh, digestive juices maybe would have had some, some effect on Jonah's coloring. Maybe he's a little more pale 
when he came out of the fish than when he went into the fish. I don't know. So when he shows up at Nineveh, this is like craziness. Um, because in ver I'm sorry, in chapter three, Jonah began to go into the city and he calls out, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. I mean, it happened that fast. So part of me wonders if it's not like here comes this man who was like super stark, um, maybe, you know, super just just white. And um, I don't know this again. It's Amy's opinion of what this might look like. You know, here comes this man who looks like a ghost. And they're like, OK, yes, we repent. Um, and and Jonah is not a happy camper. He's like, not he. Here he is. He's a prophet. He's supposed to be excited when people turn from their evil ways and and turn to God. So, but 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 the thing is, this is where most of our storytelling ends, especially as children. We're like, yay, Nineveh turned from their evil ways and God saved them. He didn't, you know, smote them and and burn them to the ground and kill them all. He he let them, you know, he forgives and you know God's gracious and yay, we're excited. End of story. Well, but there's one more chapter. And this, my friends, is one of my favorite chapters of scripture. And maybe that tells you something about me. I don't know. But I do love this. So it's only 11 verses. I just want to read this for you. From the ESV, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry. Again, angry because God was a forgiving God. But this is great. He says, um, And he prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, it is is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you well to be angry? Like God's like, seriously? So Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade till he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. And he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow when it came into being in the night and perished in a night. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle? But here's the great part. That's where it ends. This is where the book of Jonah ends. God doesn't, um, we, we don't, we don't know the rest of the story, right? This is it. So from this, which again, says something about me that I love this chapter of scripture. Um, there are three things that it tells us about God. And then there are three questions that I want us to consider about ourselves. 
The first thing is this passage really hones in on the fact that we serve a gracious God. I love that Jonah is like, you are a gracious God and you are merciful. You are slow to anger and you're abounding in steadfast love and, 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 um, relenting from disaster disaster. It's like Jonah knows if he goes to Nineveh and tells them to turn from their ways, if they do it, God's going to forgive them. And it's so crazy because Jonah, he goes out, he went out of the city to the east and made a booth for himself until he should see what we what would become of the city. It's like he's sitting there, he's eating his popcorn. He's like, all right, you know, yes, they they said they're sorry. Yes, they're following God, but surely surely God is still going to destroy them because of all of their evil ways. And he sits there and he's like, he's just waiting to see what's going to happen. But nothing happens, at least not right here. Later on down the line, Nineveh doesn't fare so well. But in this moment, they are saved. They are safe. Um, So my question for you and for myself uh, is, do you get angry like Jonah when God forgives someone who you don't think deserves it? You know, do you have a family member who are or, or a coworker, and they're just a miserable person? They're mean. They're deceitful. They just they they're just they're just an awful person. And then they find Jesus. How dare they find Jesus? Right? Wrong. The thing is, you guys, we need to love our friends, but we need to love our enemies even more. We need to love those who are easy to love, and we need to love those who are challenging to love. And we need to pray for those people. And the thing about prayer is when we pray for those challenging people in our lives, we start to have more compassion for them. We start to have more empathy for them. We start to have more love for them. And we will not be like Jonah, hopefully. And we will celebrate with them when they do come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So the question here is, do you get angry like Jonah? When someone you think shouldn't ever be saved, their sins should not be forgiven? Or are you excited and loving and merciful like our Heavenly Father? Number two is God is a comforting God. And and I love this. Jonah sits down and God literally appoints a plant and made it to come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So God knows Jonah's heart. God knows that Jonah is just you know, a hot mess here, but, um, but God is comforting even in this moment to Jonah. God is, um, he is just still taking care of Jonah in this moment. He's like, okay, my son, you, we need a moment. We need some time to process. And God allows that God allows us to sit and think and process and, you know, really consider what we're doing, how we're doing it. And, um, you know, God is just really a loving God like that. And it's so awesome that that's the kind of God that we serve, um, that he would grow a plant to shelter him, even while he's pitching a fit like a toddler. So I guess the question here is, do you ever act like a toddler? Do you ever, from time to time, throw yourself on the floor and pitch a fit about something in your life? You know, whether that is the way things are going at work, or things are going at home, or maybe, um, you know, you, you've shifted what you're eating, but your labs still come back and they're miserable, or, you know, maybe, you know, your kids, you're just, you, your kids are acting up. So you start acting like a child. Here's the thing. It's okay. 
it's okay from time to time because God is there to comfort us and to hold us and to listen to us in that moment. And that's okay because number three is that God wants us to learn and grow and he wants us to keep moving. So that's the secret here, right? He wants us to keep moving. He wants us to learn from our situations, shift, grow, and keep moving. Um, but here's the thing. Jonah is very slow to learn. He's sitting here and he's <laughs> he's sad over the plant that gets eaten by the worm. He's like, oh, this poor plant, it is now dead. It is now has died. And God's like, seriously, you're sad about this plant? God's thinking, I can only imagine, this is Amy's commentary, that I grew the plant to comfort you. I can destroy the plant. So get over it. But then God brings up a good point here because God, of course, God brings up a good point here, right? So God's like, okay, look, you're sad about this plant, but you're not sad about these Ninevites who, um, who are going to perish, you know? And then, and then I do think God's like, there are 120,000 people in this community that you wish would just die. If you're so concerned about this plant, maybe you could at least be concerned about the cattle that would perish if the people perished, because then there'd be no one to take care of the cattle. But again, that's the end of the story. We don't know how it continues on down the line. We don't know what choices Jonah makes from there. But Jonah's just so overdramatic. He's like, oh, I should just die. So the question here. We know that God wants us to learn and grow. The question here is, um, are you stuck? Are you more concerned about your version of justice? Are you concerned more about what you think should happen, that you're stuck, that you, um, you know, you've hardened your heart against the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit is not able to, um, to shift and change and mold and make you into what you're supposed to be, which is more and more like Jesus every day. Are, we, are you stuck? So these three points about who God is in uh, how our amazing God is that we serve. God is gracious. God is comforting. God wants us to continue to learn and grow and every day be a little bit better. But the questions are, do you get angry like Jonah when um, good things happen to bad people? Um, do you throw tantrums from time to time, which again is okay. God allows for that. But then the question is, do you pick yourself up and keep moving, growing and learning? Or do you sit and get stuck like Jonah did? So with that, you guys, I would love your opinion of this fourth chapter. Sit down, read all four chapters, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, so definitely add that into the comments um, or shoot me a message because I would love your feedback, what your takeaways are from today's What the Word Wednesday. Um, and with that, if you think, oh, my goodness, so-and-so should hear this. Not because they're a tem temper tantrum throwing person. Don't send it to those people because you need to learn this a little bit more before you start pointing fingers. Um, but if you're like, oh my goodness, so-and-so should hear this, go ahead and tag them. Go ahead and share this with, um, with your audience as well. Would love that, would appreciate that. So with that, I hope you have a great rest of your evening and I look forward to seeing you soon.